You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters, and we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Chicago! On Saturday, January 26th, from 1 to 3 p.m., we will be hosting our first live show at the Harold Washington Library Center, the main branch of Chicago Public Library. We'll be recording an episode live before doing a fun make-and-take craft with all three of us. Please note that this program is for adults only, and registration is required by visiting chicagopubliclibrary.org. We can't wait to see you. Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of the Very Serious Crafts podcast. I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. And I'm Molly from Wild Olive. Today we'll be talking about our crafty New Year's goals and resolutions. Hooray! Happy New Year today! Yeah, happy New Year, guys. (laughs) I like celebrating these holidays just a little early. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's November 29th. We about a month early, so (laughs) we're just projecting how we will be feeling. That's right. And uh, I'm feeling pretty good about the upcoming year. Yeah, by the time this comes out, it's going to be like, we're going to be like relaxed and it won't be deadline time. It's true. It's true. (laughs) It's true. We're going to make it. Yeah. (laughs) One more month. (laughs) Sorry. It's all good. You have to take a little joy where you can. (laughs) Exactly. This this time of year when you're a crafter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's just like, well, I think even if you aren't a crafter, that... Like, the December calendar is always full, whether it's with events or deadlines. And so when you hit that that between Christmas and New Year's thing, there's just, it feels like you need to just stop everything for a while. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, me too. And then that new, like, calendar page that you flip and it's just all like, ah, everything's going to be fine because there's nothing... You know, it's it's a it's a fresh start, which is a lie. But I mean, a complete and utter lie. But yeah, whatever. It's but it, fine. in the moment, it feels like, yay! And then you know, so reality good. hits. And <laughs> well, yes, but we're we're living in denial. Yep. Exactly. Living in denial. <laughs> yeah. So I did something really fun this week. Okay. What's up? I went to. Uh, do you guys know who Ellen Cumming is? The yes. Actor? Yeah, the actor. Yes. Uh, so he has a club in the East Village, and they have a knit night every Tuesday night at Club Coming. And I've been meaning to go <laughs> for a while at this point because, well, <laughs> it's that's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, and so it just so happened that on Tuesday of this week, my friend Amanda, who designs ugly Christmas sweaters, was talking, or was scheduled to speak. Like, they have a a speaker, I think, most Tuesdays, if not every Tuesday, and, like, someone talking about their creativity. Mm-hmm. And so she was talking about the design process of her ugly Christmas sweaters, which are probably the ugly Christmas sweaters that everyone in the world has seen in basically every store and all over Amazon. Mm-hmm. She designs uh, under – it's on Amazon you can find them 
as Blizzard Bay. Okay. And okay. so there are a lot of them. And so she was talking about that and it was it was just really fun. And they bring a light to every table with knitters. And nice. so so you can see even though it's like a bar environment yeah. and there's usually a giveaway so um, that's a raffle so if you buy a drink you get raffle tickets and it was the most chill knit night I have ever been to. I immediately felt so welcome and it was just really fun. That's awesome. So I, I, I had been utterly... <laughs> I, I feel like I have a hundred questions to follow up on this, mainly because it just <laughs> excites me so much. But the first question I have is, and I might I may have heard this at some point, is Alan coming a knitter? Is that is that the connection or what what created this knit night at his bar situation? Honestly, I have no idea, but it's run by um, well, I think it's hosted by two different people the woman who is hosting when i was there on tuesday is named Brittany. i think she's their like consistent host based on what i've seen on their instagram right yeah that that's what i'm under the that that's the impression i'm under okay and so i know that she is basically a domestic creative goddess and (laughs) like we geeked out about the shirt that she had sewn with ridiculous and amazing 80s ruffles mm-hmm. on the front. Like, yeah. Uh, so she, I think, makes all the things. And you know, it was just, I, I had been so intimidated by, because the club is like this sort of cabaret meets vaudeville sort yeah. of feel. And I'd I'd been a little little bit intimidated, even though that would totally have been my scene, like, ten years ago or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was way more welcoming than any other knit night I've been to in the city. Yeah. I immediately felt comfortable. It was a really interesting group of people. It was really, really fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I first heard about that knit night on Instagram, I think because um, Josh Bennett, I don't know if you're familiar with that knit designer, um, mm-hmm. but he's like really hot, and so they. <laughs> he was, I think he's the other host. Yeah, I feel like he's like a major part of it, but I know that they've had him like shirtless on the posters, like oh, I'm yes. shirtless and knitting. Like that's like apparently well, it his also gig. is club coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there seems to generally speaking be fewer pieces of clothing than you might have in other bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's really fun, though. It was really fun. And you guys, if you happen to be in New York on a Tuesday, we should go because it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would go for that. And Molly's going to go get really drunk. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, I am positive. every day. Just kidding, Molly doesn't <laughs> oh drink at all. I'm teasing. Molly doesn't drink at all. <laughs> Because can you imagine, if, if this is what I'm like, <laughs> if this is what I'm like sober, can you even uh-huh. imagine? Oh boy, You would have so many good ideas for craft projects. <laughs> I would almost pay to see that just so I could write down whatever it was that you said. <laughs> oh dear. I'm just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Bad ideas. Bad ideas. Okay. 
Well, moving on. Of bad ideas. Yeah, speaking of bad <laughs> ideas right along. that um, we're totally sober for. Actually, this is a good idea. I lie. Um, so this good idea is that I got another tattoo yesterday, and I'm getting one today. <laughs> what? Wow. I didn't know about the today one. Yeah. It was just a weird scheduling coincidence. <laughs> Uh, are those two tattoos related? Nope. <laughs> Not okay. as the same tattoo artist? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't, yeah. Okay. To tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Well, I haven't. I haven't gotten tattoos in a few years, and then I was like, I was wanting to. Um, reward myself at the end of this year for um, like drastically improving my lifestyle like having generally a better sleep schedule um, Mm -hmm. mostly cutting out alcohol I'm no Molly here (laughs) I will have a beer if I ever end up at club coming but (laughs) like so just wanting to celebrate like taking control of my body and like living a better lifestyle Um, so I my my like carrot at the end of the stick as well as carrot in my mouth. There's some kind of connection joke there, but I can't come up with it because I'm not that clever. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so confused. Anyway, geez. Um, so, got a tattoo yesterday. Getting one today. Two different tattoo artists. Their reward for taking better care of my body. The end. I kind of like the idea of adding decoration as, like, icing on the taken care of it cake. Yeah. Carrot also, cake. Yes. It's yeah, carrot. there it yes. is. There we go. I brought it back down. around. <laughs> They're like very permanent merit badges. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And I have to consider all of mine in that context, and it makes them even funnier. <laughs> just get like a tattoo of a Girl Scout sash across your entire torso. And oh, just my gosh. I'm positive someone has that. That's got to be a thing. <laughs> If not, I have all like, the thoughts. take that idea and run with it, somebody. <laughs> yeah. I do think that... Send us photos? Like, yeah. like embroidered merit badge style tattoo w- would look mm-hmm. kind of cool. I'm not... I think it would look really cool. I'm not into I the like tattoos, that. but I think that would look really cool. We're going to get you into tattoos and alcohol and just be gen- <laughs> <laughs> pentagons. <laughs> it can have Sorry, a pentagon I'm just to tease Molly today. on the t- on the the tattoo. You could, yeah, I but could it get... would have a little smiley face like your embroidery. This is what this is what it's going to be. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. Where is this conversation going? But this is what I'm I don't thinking. Know. So you take me drinking, and then I get yep. the tattoo merit badge for the drinking, and it has like a little pentagon, pentagram, pentagon on it. With like holding a, up the drink, yeah, exactly, yeah, or like yeah. a pint glass with the Pentagon on it, on it, yeah, that oh, works. Yeah, that's very nice. <laughs> I like that. I love it I when see we what come you're up doing with here. good and ideas. It's got cross needles in the background, like sewing needles, mm-hmm. yeah, just to make it all the more crafty. Yep, definitely. All right, oh, I'm I glad we've it. had this little talk. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love our idea tangents. Oh boy. <laughs> so speaking of carrot cake. Yeah, it was your birthday, Molly. It was my yes, birthday. Yes, happy birthday! Thank you. Yeah. Um, Twenty nine again. Exactly. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I, I really, I feel way closer to twenty nine than my actual age, which I refuse to disclose publicly at this point. 
Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I know what it is, and it isn't that dramatic. No, it's no, not, not that bad. All. It's not that bad. But <laughs> it just doesn't – like, I don't feel like my actual age. So why tell people sure. my actual age? But, uh, no, so I made myself a birthday cake on my birthday, um, which – a friend of mine has a real problem with the fact that I make my own birthday cake regularly. Oh, I do every year. I, I just never it it honestly wouldn't occur to me to say, hey, would you make this cake for me that I want? I want to make the cake. I, I enjoy mean, it. Yeah. And yeah. um I my sister and I have been watching the latest episodes of Great British Bake Off on Netflix or Great British Baking yes, Show as it is in America. Too. Yeah. And Kim so Joy. I, I love Kim oh, Joy. I love her. But I haven't gotten to the end, so don't spoil it. I have a couple episodes left. Um, I won't. <laughs> unless that just spoiled it but i'm not gonna it even not. think about it i will okay. not say if it did or did not okay so um when i watch that i get in a super bakey sort of mode uh and and mood and all of that so i was baking my cake and i decided i wanted a trace light chase cake this year for my birthday mm. so Ooh. i'd never made one before and it starts with basically a sponge which if you watch the show you know that this involves getting air into your you like whip up the egg whites. That's your leavening agent, basically. It's got some baking powder, in it, but that's what gives your cake lift. It's a whole process. You go through the whole thing. So I put it in the oven, thirty-five minutes, and then because being distracted for me is like breathing, I <laughs> I left the cake. Did not have a timer with me, and I let it be in for too long and I ruined it. It was okay inside, but it was all like crunchy on the outside and I had to bake it all over again. <laughs> Which oh, was no. so sad. But again, I, you ruined your sponge. I know. <laughs> it was terrible. And I really I felt like the people on the show who are like, oh well now I've got to start over. And you're like, you can't start over. You don't have time. And that was me, but I did. I started over. Because I had more than oh, 15 goodness. minutes to bake a cake that normally takes eight hours. <laughs> anyway yeah i yeah i was watching bake off last night i accidentally watched the last two seasons out of order mm. so i've already finished the one that you guys are watching and i okay. was sort of in denial about not having sue perkins who is my favorite mm -hmm. and so I, I hadn't watched the one before so now i'm watching that and just as my husband and I were sitting down to watch it, I this piece of mail arrives. So I'm ready to like sit down and chill and watch Bake Off and like have a very calm evening. I open this box and inside is this beautiful custom piece of art that is a piece of memorial art for my cat. And so I'm ready to relax, but instead burst into, like, sobbing grateful mm. tears. Uh, my friend Amanda, the same person who was doing the sweater evening at Club Coming, mm -hmm. had commissioned this piece from an artist named Juliet Ames, who makes uh, largely jewelry, but also, like, frameable pieces of art with pieces of broken china or like plates yeah that is ceramics so, so cool that's really and special it's awesome 
And it's based on a photo of Simon. It's really clearly him. But the best part about this piece, I think, is that somehow she managed to find this plate that has lace, like knitted lace all over it. It's so perfectly you. (laughs) And it's gray knitted lace, and Simon was a gray cat. So it's this white plate with gray knitted lace on it, and he was gray and white. Mm. And it, oh, it's maybe the most moving handmade gift anyone has ever given me. I love that. Yeah. And uh, so it's only tangentially Bake Off related, but it made me think of it. <laughs> you could oh, eat perfect. carrot cake off of Simon's face. <laughs> that's I could. That's it's a bad true. idea. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't since it's framed in behind glass. Well, then it's Whatever. actually probably more safe to eat off of it. <laughs> I was thinking that the art would get ruined, but if it's under glass. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is a fine point. And it is entirely ceramic mm-hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> oh, I probably boy. wouldn't hurt it but I think it's moved beyond that yes function. I a think a little bit yeah I think that might you know nah we, we, we won't have you do that <laughs> no no so now that I have once again brought up my uh, brought up my dead cat which seems to be a habit at I'm probably going to stick with it for a few more episodes, guys. So Do you it. just have to bear with me. That's Do perfectly it. fine. <laughs> All right. Deep breath. Let's talk about New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Specifically, yeah. crafty New Year's resolutions. The Tis best the kind of New Year's resolutions. I know. And they don't generally involve carrots. So that's exciting. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. they could. I, mean, <laughs> I could see Molly stitching a really cute carrot with the little smiley face i have done that i mean i can't i can't say how cute it really was but i have i have made multiple carrots with faces i have made multiple carrots with faces that'll be that'll be on our instagram next week wow yeah so on today's episode we're going to talk about crafty new year's resolutions in a couple of different ways. Um, The first area that we're talking about is techniques we'd like to try, Mm -hmm. and then things we need to organize. (laughs) Always. So we're going to start with the fun. We're going to start with the fun before we get to the organization, although I organize for fun, so... Yes, she does. It's true. So I'm pretty excited about... About that second one. <laughs> but on my list of techniques to try this year, I think the first thing that I'm going to dive into is botanical illustrations. So you can draw yeah. carrots. I Exactly. Yeah, I could. <laughs> there we go. And that will be my first project. Um, maybe carrot flowers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and now I have the king of carrot flowers. I, I was just going to say, you have to listen to Neutral Milk Hotel while you work on it. Exactly. Exactly. Neutral Milk Hotel is a band, and they're they're really great. I was going to say, I think we just solidly (laughs) dated ourselves as aging hipsters. That's a thing that just happened. Yep. So I'm not going to sing to you, but I am maybe going to draw carrot flowers, and I'm I'm really excited. I actually 
I think this was one of my New Year's resolutions last year, if I'm honest, mm-hmm. because I have had this book that's apparently going to teach me how to do it um, called Botanical Drawing and Color by Wendy Hollander. Ooh, good and name. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that has been sitting on my desk for probably a year. Oh, wait, no, only since July. Uh, Amazon has just informed me of when I ordered the book <laughs> since I'm looking at the listing. And so I've got that on my list, and I've already got my, like, Faber Cast... Is it Faber Castle? Castell? Do you know? I think it's Faber Castell. I've So I've got my Faber Castell colored pencil set already, and I'm really excited because I taught myself how to draw a few years ago, and now I'm ready to move on to maybe some more realistic drawing, just just for fun, just for me. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So that's definitely on my list. What do you guys have on yours? Um, I am specifically going to be trying to make less <laughs> um partially because and I don't I haven't talked about this on the podcast or super publicly yet um but I was diagnosed with arthritis throughout <laughs> my body uh, multiple locations don't need to go into all the details um which I tend to do because <laughs> that's how my brain works um yeah mine too <laughs> and uh hence our friendship <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So it's been like six weeks since I was diagnosed with it, and like I'm already like contractually committed to a bunch of like work-related making things. But I'm specifically yeah. supposed to be spending less hours making, which is great. <laughs> which is super when you are yeah. a professional, yeah, craft designer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I but I know that I'm going to because I can't help myself like need to do something creative and channel that creativity because there's only so many like yoga classes I can go to to pass the time that I normally would spend hours a day making. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, I'll stop wringing my hands as it were and get to the point which is I need to make less things. Um, so I want to I want I want to experiment with some different techniques such as like. Maybe some punch needle, which I think is on all of our radars right now. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we kind of have to. We've yeah. been talking about it since literally the first episode. I think is so. that true? Yeah. yeah, I think. I so. mean, at least very early yeah. on, and I still haven't tried it yet. So I still only have my one failed attempt. So I think Heidi has mm-hmm. charged ahead a bit more, but yeah, it's it's on the list for everyone. Yeah, yeah, and so we really um, should. yeah. So I'm just going to play with different techniques, see what makes my hands hurt and not hurt, and get and continue to try to be really creative with doing as much designing on paper or digitally, and then having mm-hmm. sample makers help me make it. Because I don't think there's any reason that an arthritis diagnosis in my very early 30s, there's no reason that it shouldn't completely, like, sideline my entire career, right? Right. Right. Um, we can get, I can get creative. But I also think I want to explore other mediums too, because this might, mm-hmm. if I try to be positive and focus on, um, like, getting more into or improving, like, video skills and podcasting skills and such, and photography, like, that's also fulfilling to me and a little less hard on my hands. So, crossing yeah. my fingers that this <laughs> will all work out 
as usual. <laughs> I mean, that's all yeah. you can do. Um, mine, I have, I have a, it's constantly growing my list of things, but um, like, uh huh. <laughs> like they've seen the, if you're listening to this, you can't see my list of growing things, but Haley and Heidi can, and they're probably going, you're never going to do all of these things. Uh, <laughs> but I really would like to learn um, how to do cable knitting because I have, mm-hmm. I never, my grandma taught me how to knit and she wanted to teach me how to do cables and I didn't, I felt intimidated by them at the time. And so now that mm-hmm. she's gone, I've always regretted not learning from her. So I feel like that's mm-hmm. a thing that I need to learn. Um, so maybe this year will be that. And then I've also be- recently gotten very excited about the idea of corner to corner crochet, which I've never done before. But mm-hmm. seeing some of the like pixel art like designs with that has made me go, yeah, yeah, I want to create designs with that. I guess I should learn how to do it. <laughs> yeah. And corner to corner is a really nice place to start with design because once you like explain how to do, um, like corner to corner, it's really just doing a grid. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so you don't have to worry about so much about shaping and like some of the more fiddly bits of design. Yeah. So I think it would dovetail really nicely with your skill set. I think that it would be fun. I think it would be fun. So mm-hmm. I don't know. How about uh, Haley? You got you got some other ones here that you want to work on, or are you is that like botanical yeah. illustrations? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I may just decide that botanical illustrations will take over my life, but (laughs) assuming that, I mean, maybe I will do botanical illustrations in Punch Needle. Ooh. Maybe it will move in. Actually, that could be really cool now that I'm thinking about it. I I, I could see that working out. Yeah. But I also want to, I guess this isn't a new skill, but it's an area of design that I would like to explore further. And just haven't really taken the time to do it since I've been writing cross-stitch books for the last few years. And I have been focusing on that kind of stitching design. But I would kind of like to do a deeper dive into uh, blackwork embroidery. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really like how it looks. I think it's interesting. Um, I also, I like red work and blue work, which are Yep. Essentially the same thing, just different solid single color embroidery, but with sort of geometric stitch patterns. Yeah. And I just, I really like how they look. I think it will be fun. I want to play with doing a self-portrait in cool. Blackwork. Oh, yeah. And have like the different features, like, because I have like bold looking dark hair bob and so i think that i could do a really interesting stitch pattern for just the hair mm-hmm. and like have each different aspect be sort of guide that challenge mm-hmm. and i yeah. think that would be really fun to do and i think that you because you have well molly you have this as well the, the snow white complexion where you have the fair skin and your eyebrows and your hair are so dark, I think. And and also, like, you, Haley, in particular, you have these very um, dark eyes that are yep, very yeah. piercing in a good way <laughs> 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 um, that I think would work really, really well. Yeah, so I think that that would just be a fun thing to play with. And it's sort of 
like definitely working on a grid, but also in, in a in a different kind of creative way than I have been for designing cross stitch patterns. Mm-hmm. So I just I think yeah. it would be fun to play. I don't know if it will. I don't know if it will end up as work that I do, but. I I just want to explore it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I have saved a few black work embroidery patterns that I go, that would be something that I would like to try and it's it has never quite made it to the top of the the top of the list, but it it's beautiful stuff that you can do with it. So I look forward to seeing your exploration of that. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. <laughs> The other thing that I want to do more of, which is kind of a throwback to the very first couple episodes of this podcast, um, is continuing to try to improve my sewing. Because I'm still not very good, but I can squeak by at this point. Um, I, I just did a squeak I mean, by on something. I mean, once you've got the basics, it's just practice. Yeah. I just need, actually, this is a question for listeners. If anybody knows of, and maybe you two know the answer to this, but um, straight pins that maybe have grips that are a little more friendly for arthritis pain for the hand because it's pinning that actually hurts my hands the most fun fact hmm uh i do actually have a suggestion there are i think dritz makes them um several companies make them but there are straight pins that have like larger sort of flat plastic ends instead of the small balls yeah so i think some are flower shaped okay or different things like that and those are a lot easier to grip in place yeah and like for me especially it's the pinching that hurts and if i have a pin with a flat head i can slide it out with just a thumb yeah i will definitely well i'll put a link in the show notes but i will show you what i'm thinking of because they are they would definitely be like finger movable in a way that like glass headed pins just aren't. Yeah. You yeah. could also do like T pins. Yeah, like those the pins you would use to block or dissect a frog. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or that. Both of those things. True. I've got a super normal brain. Super normal brain. <laughs> we've I think we've already established that we are all extremely normal and serious crafters. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, very, very. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, so what else is on your list, Molly? Yeah, um, so I would also I would like to do some more weaving. I've done a little bit mm. of weaving, just like I think probably very early on in the weaving trend. Um, I did, mm-hmm. I took an old, um, like a baking rack that was my grandma's mm-hmm. and I wove on the baking rack, which is very difficult because it's, you know, it's rigid, but yeah. it came out very cool. And so, oh. but I haven't really done anything since then. Hmm. And I just picked up, um, Weaving Within Reach by Ann Wheel. Ann? Wheel? Yeah. Oh, I've wow. got that. Yeah. Um, I got it. F- while yeah um so i got that from my library i was very happy to find that just sitting there on the shelf and i went yay um so i got that and then i've also been following this person on instagram her name is amy mcknight but her instagram handle is niz loom weaver and i'll put the link in the show notes but she has been doing some really fun weaving things and she has been making her own pin looms with like push pins and even making like jumbo ones And she has things where she's made scarves and, like, bigger pieces just by combining her smaller loom pieces. And I find that to be very inspiring. Yeah. And, I mean, she's done some wall hangings with, like, 
the loopy bits coming off of them, that kind of style, but also just flat weaving and different patterns and stuff that way. So I think I need to do a little bit of that just for fun. No, that yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that would be fun. Yeah. I would love, I'm really excited about the idea of seeing your aesthetic Molly on something like weaving. I think that'll, I think that could be really interesting. I feel like it might come out very different from all the rest of my aesthetic because sometimes when yeah. I change to a different medium, my <laughs> style shifts a huge lot. Like it, yeah. it's because it creates a space for me to show off something that I don't feel like I could do with more of my kawaii stuff like mm-hmm. so less pastels sure. and cute and a little bit more earthy and wooly and you know I don't know yeah. though so we'll see oh, that's cool I mean that's part of the fun yeah yeah diving into something new and and not knowing exactly where it's headed yeah I like that that was latch yeah. hook for me and I still definitely want to do some more latch hook if my hands cooperate <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving them this look get it together (laughs) exactly exactly and i mean you at least did start uh with posture in mind for latch hook so hopefully you'll be able to get to a place where you can do it yeah so friends how about we talk about my very favorite subject in the world do you know what that is? What, Haley? Ooh, ooh, I know, I know. <laughs> Molly. <laughs> Making giant crafty messes. Wait, no, that's me. Sorry. You screwed it up. No, boom. <laughs> so I, I, I want to talk about organizing things and our plans for organizing things in the new year because bestowing order upon basically anything is my very favorite thing to do in the world. And I'm not even being sarcastic there. (laughs) It truly is my favorite thing to do in the world. The ironic thing is that, um, Haley, you probably, if you were ever a public librarian, you would be miserable because (sighs) the entire job (laughs) is trying to just keep up with the chaos, like, as it comes. No, thanks. You would hate it so much. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I did just suddenly think, what would it be like to organize your craft supplies? I mean, obviously, you've got, like, craft books and things. That that would make more sense. But a Dewey Decimal system for craft supplies. Oh, no. Library of Congress system would be far superior, Molly. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've always been a Dewey fan just because he's just an interesting sort of dude. But, um... Okay, Library of Congress for the craft supplies. The librarian has waited. Like, <laughs> anyway. In organization <laughs> techniques that are not related to obnoxious decimal systems. Uh-huh. <laughs> obnoxious to Heidi, beloved by Molly. I'm going to go ahead and not weigh in because I'd probably like to make my own. Yeah, you would. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... I have had this big idea for, I don't know, it's it's been sort of hanging out on the back burner of my brain for probably a year or two, but I'm finally going to do it. I have this Polaroid Zip printer, which if, no, if, if you haven't seen it, is like this very small like business card size printer that works with your smartphone. And it isn't my favorite 
thing because the colors seem a bit off to me. Like, it's, it, it is in theory so much more exciting than it turns out to be in reality. Mm. So it's just sort of been hanging out because I can't quite figure out what to do with it. And so I have had this epiphany. I am going to use it to organize my fabric stash. This is interesting. I'm going to finally go through all of my fabric bins, and I'm going to make sure everything is folded in the same size and shape so it all fits in the bins properly. And before I put each piece of, or each cut of fabric away, I'm going to snap a photo and print it and write down on the back what the yardage is and what the fabric is composed of. So like cotton, three and a half yards with a visual of what fabric it is. And I'm going to hang it on the outside of my fabric bins. This is like sushi Rolodex level genius. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, pretty excited. You could put them in a, a sushi Rolodex and you could also yes. label it which bin it's in and like which stack. Yeah. And it could be very, it, this is library level organization. Wait. It's true. The reason, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of painting your Rolodex like a sushi, you paint it like um, uh, one of those uh Jelly rolls of fabric. Yes. Things. Million dollar idea. Well done. And so <laughs> the, the jelly I'm roll actually decks. going. <laughs> Duh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> dad joke. Quilting dad joke too. Oh, yeah. well done, Molly. <laughs> so I'm actually not going to do the Rolodex system because I think. Because part of organizing, at least for me, is creating as much or as little barrier to maintaining it as possible. Yeah. And so the reason that I'm going to hang it on these bins is because then I don't have to dig for it. The moment I put it away, the moment I hide it means when I get new fabric... I can pretend like I don't need to do the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or when I cut a piece of fabric, like if it's just hanging right there, I can just flip through, cross out the yardage on the back and update it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I have to go find that file, I'm not going to keep everything up to date. Yep. And so it will... I don't know if it's going to hang directly on the bins, but it's definitely going to hang from the shelf where the bin is. So I can immediately both see it, so I use it, and put my hands on it. And I think this will help me buy less extraneous fabric because I'll be able to see. I I think I'm going to organize it by color. Mm -hmm. I haven't quite decided, but I think I'll organize it, the at least the photos, by color. And I, I think that I will then be able to purchase less extraneous fabric generally because I'll be able to see what I've got and use it. Good plan. Cool. I like it. Yeah. So that is that is my overarching ridiculous plan for organizing my fabric. <laughs> I like so that. So I'm pretty excited. I feel like you should do... Um at the very least an Instagram story or maybe even a whole video of you like doing this process for a piece of fabric because I feel like it's a really smart idea. 
Yeah. Uh, that's the plan. I I think I will do like a full, like maybe even a, a full video for my largely neglected YouTube channel <laughs> that that just shows the whole process and then the process being used mm-hmm. because I'm great at implementing organization solutions, but actually using them on a day-to-day basis is a very different thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty – I'm really looking forward to it, and I think it's going to really dovetail nicely with my desire to also get rid of just extra crap in my – in my studio area since I'm creating the the idea of being able to put my hands on things that are useful and therefore be able to make things in a much quicker, more organic kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to get rid of my excess sewing tools that I have never used but collect because I like tools and and just because like your, all of that stuff and because your scissors reproduce on their own exactly. oh my gosh well that's true my my scissors and rotary cutters well they're on their own honestly <laughs> it's, it's and they fine. are thriving on their own <laughs> oh they, they are thriving it's true so i'm yeah. i'm really looking forward to that and i think it'll also make me I have a lot of fabric scraps that simply do not need to exist that I can't bring myself to get rid of. And I think that'll finally force me to either keep a thing or realize that I'm never going to use this thing that I've been holding on to. And I think that having that extra step of taking the photo and writing down the information is going to make it really clear whether or not a piece of fabric is worth that effort mm-hmm. yeah so that is that is my grand plan friends i like it me too um i mean my my organizational goals are a little more modest but the need to do these things is very pressing so i guess i better do them <laughs> mm-hmm. um we talked about this i think in a previous episode briefly but i need to go back through old content and just judge it a little and like make sure oh, that it's me all too. clean I start. I finally opened the lid of that Pandora's box over Thanksgiving weekend, which was this past weekend, and um, I started editing like my very first blog patterns from back in like as far back as you know 2011, 2012, Um, and I have improved a lot as a pattern writer. (laughs) I can tell you that much. (laughs) I am not in any way shocked. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But um, in terms of organization, I also feel like. Like lately, I have felt like I am. I have better creator creative output the less organized I am, which I thought was like something I would never think was true about myself because I'm so generally type A. Mm-hmm. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, and I feel like when stuff is a little disorganized, like when I'm not putting my energy into putting everything perfectly where it goes or cataloging everything perfectly or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like that headspace ends up being perhaps much better used for for me in that the makes process sense. of design. Yeah. And oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because I can't do that. And, like, if my surroundings aren't in order, I can't get my brain in order. Yeah. 
I think I just compartmentalize real hard. <laughs> I mean, that's really useful. Uh, I think it would be really great to have disorder be a more creative space for me. Mm-hmm. And I guess disorder isn't, like like you said, slight chaos. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if I have I, too much. I, that would be ang- helpful. Yeah. If I have too much, it's anxiety inducing <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when everything's perfectly clean, I'm like, oh, no, I'm too tired to do this thing. Crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm hoping. I'm hoping to make organize, uh, keeping everything in order less work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to up efficiency, I guess. I like that. So I have more creative brain space. Yeah. But on that same note, because of this, like, kind of acknowledgement of my need for chaos in the creative process, I'm also, Mm -hmm. like, actively looking for a small studio space (laughs) at this Mm -hmm. point so that my home has a little bit more of a divide from my work. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But it might be too expensive to have that, so we'll see. Yeah, I've looked at it and have not pulled the trigger a couple of times. Yeah. Mostly because then I think, winter, then I would have to go someplace. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know that I feel the need to do that. (laughs) But in theory, that would be great. Mm -hmm. I have this, it's, it has been like my, quote, office, uh, and it started that way when I was doing graphic design and Mm -hmm. then as I've moved away from doing graphic design and moved into full-time craft design and things the space just didn't that's not you know it's a desk with a computer and bookshelves and cabinets it's still it's very small I think it's like six by eight feet and it has all of that in it plus a lot of stuff (laughs) you know I mean that's basically what I yeah I, I think that's almost exactly the size that I'm in yeah and it's <laughs> like on the on the floor plan when this was this was actually added on with some other um house edition stuff mm-hmm. the floor plan listed as a closet which it would be a really big closet <laughs> but um but it just so since I have transitioned into the kind of work I do the space never transitioned it has basically stayed as a, quote, office, but has just gotten all of the craft stuff added in. Just it's stored there, sort of. It's a mess always. There's just not – it's not organized for the kind of work that I do. This, the desk is not set up for the kind of work that I need to do. I need to have yeah. a computer there, but also space that I can put down, like, a cutting mat and maybe even put a sewing machine on it. And it's not like that at all. And I – bought shelves mm-hmm. to start adding on a, a different kind of wall shelf space to have more organization things stored in jars or on a, a pegboard and so on but I have to clear everything out of the space really in order to make this happen I can't like yeah. patch it together and right bless my mom's heart she wants me she wants to help me with this so much and she keeps going, maybe, what What if we did that um, in December? And I'm like, in December? No. <laughs> That's the worst time. But the, the reality is there's never really a good time. But it, yep. it has to happen. It is a, a definite goal that needs to happen 
this uh, 2019, hopefully early in 2019, so that I can start making better use of the space and enjoying working there as opposed to just like setting the stuff in there and then or grabbing stuff out and then getting out of there and not wanting to be in the middle of it. So it's a big goal. Yeah. It's not quite as pleasant (laughs) as your goals for you. Yeah, it will be. It's just terrifying. I mean, it sounds wonderful to me. (laughs) I would love to be to be involved. Um, It's it's actually embarrassing right now. The space is is just. Oh, it's just a pit, but oh, well, (laughs) it'll it'll get better. The other part of this organizing thing is I I do need to streamline my fabric stash and just get rid of some of the stuff that I just have and I I never use it even when I'm looking for something that is maybe a less nice fabric I still will look at this and be like okay but that's still not nice enough why am I keeping it that needs to go so that that will be a project oh I have a whole stack of that nonsense (laughs) it's just that's crazy for me to keep it and it's got to go. It could be it could be used by someone else who likes it. It's sometimes it's just a personal taste thing, you know? It's not like it's terrible fabric. It's just that. And then <laughs> the the tower of craft magazines is threatening oh. to kill me. Like it's it's terrible. <laughs> and it's it's a combination of um, a long-term subscription that I finally ended simp- not because I don't like the magazine. It's a wonderful magazine, except that (laughs) there's just so many of them, and I don't have time to read them all. I can't get rid of them because I have not read them, but it's just – it's ridiculous. I don't have a place to store them. And this is going to sound terrible, but I also have then the growing stack of magazines that I'm in, and I (laughs) feel like I can't get rid of those because – Yeah. Oh, no. I've got a dedicated (sighs) shelf for things that I am in. Yeah. It's like – it, like it, books and magazines. It, at times it feels like a little bit vain, like, well, here's all of the things that I'm in. That's not what it's about, but it's like, what am I, what do I do? And that's your portfolio. It is. That's exactly I mean, what it is. You definitely need to so, keep that stuff. I don't know what the storage you know. solution is yeah. for that, but I need to find something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to also. I feel like I dodged a bullet because one of them is no longer going to be printed. And so I'm really bummed that this, it's Modern Patchwork. Um, I'm really bummed that Modern Patchwork isn't going to exist anymore. And I think it was a really dumb choice yeah. to remove the the magazine that appealed to uh, youngish, hippish people of an age with disposable income. But nobody asked for my opinion <laughs> on that. And um, I'm also kind of relieved because now I'm not going to have to figure out how to store any other ones yeah (laughs) it's terrible but (sighs) it is a definite problem that is a real crafter problem (laughs) yeah very serious (laughs) well on that note i think we've about covered our new year's resolutions i I think think so. so too yeah yeah and storm just woke up from her nap and hasn't started crying yet so, All right. Hey, that's good. She's informed us that All it's right. time for us to stop talking to the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is very reasonable. But before we stop talking to the computer, or to us, or to to you, dear listeners, in 
whatever devices you are using to listen to us, I would like to ask you a favor. <laughs> and that favor is, if you like hanging out with us and talking about crafts, would you pretty, pretty please <laughs> leave the Very Serious Crafts podcast a five-star rating on whichever platform you l- use to listen to your podcasts? Yes, please. Because, <laughs> I mean, it would be super nice and it would make us feel really warm and fuzzy about ourselves. We do <laughs> like happy dances over those things. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, but it also would help other crafters because good ratings help us show up in recommendations Mm -hmm. which helps more people who love crafting find us Mm -hmm. and so it isn't just a making us feel better thing leaving us a good rating actually really does help us and help more people get to hear us Mm -hmm. so that would be great and we would appreciate it thanks yeah woo all well, right, thank friends. you for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks for the and good chat, as always. Yeah. Yes, and happy new year, and happy organizing! <laughs> and, and, happy end of season one of Very Serious Crafts, y'all. That's right. It's true. This is We've made it to the end, end of, of the year, and one. we'll start up in our next episode with season two, and... I think we're finally planning on sharing our tr- stories of getting into trouble with our crafting. <laughs> That's true. We're going to be breaking the law. Yep. Um, yeah, I just realized that it won't actually be af- it won't be the new year yet quite when this is released, I don't think. Yeah, this comes so, out the 31st. Happy New Year in advance. Yeah. yeah. We're still celebrating. It's all good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to plan ahead for <laughs> For your resolutions and your organization. Exactly. So, so when you right. listen to this, be sure to also share what your crafty resolutions are with us because we want to know. Yes, and tag us. We exist on all of the social media platforms, so let us know that you're talking about it. Woo! All right, folks. All right. Have a great day. You too. Talk to you all soon. Guys. Bye. Bye. Love this episode of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. 